Loneliness is such a beast of a thing, isn't it? It really has very little to do with the company we keep, I think. Because at its heart, it is a feeling that comes from within us. A feeling that says gently, you are on your own. No one understands. No one thinks like this. You cannot trust anyone else with your thoughts or feelings. It is best, instead, to despair. But then, I think, the beautiful thing about loneliness is that if you give in to it, if you let it bring you to the gate of despair. You begin to look at everything with new eyes. Empty roads seem haunted. Groups of trees seem sad. Birds overhead sing more loudly, and the contrasting quiet is so much emptier. The shadows are so much darker. Voices of others in one of your worlds grow softer as they call out to you and offer whatever they are able to. But you are not lonely for them. You are lonely for whatever is out there. Beyond. Beyond the fog that is rolling in over the city, over the town, over the woods, over the lake. So thick that sharp electric light is softened to hazy, colorful glows. And the thickness of the fog keeps the sound contained. The world is so quiet when the fog rolls over. The entire city looks new again, lonely again. Like when the streets fell silent for two years that time. Like when it's 4 a.m. and I cross over into the world of waking to dreaming with my eyes still open. Like when I close my eyes and enter my castle, only to find that the windows have been smashed in and the vacuum of outer space is pouring in. Little by little. But I open them again and I am somehow yet again staring at my phone, scrolling through videos of nothing. But then I get distracted by someone calling my name in another room. But then I realize 
No one is in the other room. It's coming from the fog. It snuck up on me one night when I was trying to meditate, but magically my phone appeared in my hand and those videos were appearing next. How did that happen? Up my gaze went. There was the fog. And it was breathtakingly beautiful. And it made me feel so beautifully lonely. It's a decadent feeling, that loneliness. The most pleasant kind of melancholy. Do you know what I mean? And in the distance, far, far away, deep within the fog, I somehow saw, among the trees, I can see through my bedroom window, or from the southernmost window of the castle. A figure. The shape of a person standing still. Just watching. I don't want to look away because I know they see me, even through the fog. I know they have come here just to see me. I know they see me. But an invisible hand grabs my skull, wrenches it down, pulls the bones in my arms and twists them around and around. And suddenly I'm looking at my phone again, and another hour has gone by. And when I look up, the figure is gone, but the fog is not. Castle window into outer space shows the devastation left in the wake of a black hole, the one that's been pursuing me. Shreds of stars and planets torn apart in a time far away from here. Feathers, bedding, little bits of mattress, drywall, window glass, a microphone, I think, wine glasses, and piano keys, and cat toys, and stickers that say good job, and spectacles, and face creams, and pillowcases. And the absolutely shredded to bits remains of a cellular phone. Its case has a cartoonish and false glow in the dark galaxy. Its adhesive handle contains the phases of the moon. I wanted it gone. The black hole spaghettified my cell phone. When? Doesn't matter, but it didn't happen. It's not going to happen. It is happening now. It has to happen now. I dismissed it from my consciousness so I could keep telling you about the fog. Destroyed. 
pulled into a black hole. Thank God. <laughs> Someone enters through the front door and I look up and back in the apartment. The view from my windows is so gloomy. I just adore it. The fog is a blanket covering the city. No cars are out. Time is still again. Time is still happening. But if I am still and the world is still, then it is still. It's lovely having lovely people who love you, really and truly. But lonely is a thing that lurks in the center of the chest. Glued to the spine and pulls you on a string fine as dental floss, pulls your spine forward by way of your heart. Lonely whispers, what's out there? What's out there? What's out there? And when I see the figure again, closer now but walking above the trees on the surface of the fog, hands in his pockets, dancing a little on his way over to me, humming a song that surfs the wind slowly enough to allow me the opportunity to open the door to the balcony before it reaches, so that it reaches my ears. And the feeling is so intense this longing to be seen by something, someone light as air and aware of just how lonely we are able to make ourselves feel. It subsides in the being seen that happens between me and this one. The string pulls my heart forward, and my heart opens up to every act of love or destruction that ever happened is happening or has yet to happen. And it hurts so much. It delights so much. It's all so much that my hand reaches desperately for my phone before my head can tell it not to. But it's not there. I put it in the other room to charge for a while so I wouldn't be distracted from my writing, so I could enjoy the fog, so I could bask in this cloying loneliness. And it's out of my mind entirely. It's out of my awareness. Eaten up and shredded into the void. It's gone. So, I just have to experience this. The figure watches me as I feel everything, as I rouse from my state of numbness. I close my eyes, but that's no different. In the castle, I stare out the window to the trees beyond it, but past that is outer space and debris floating by of another world's destruction. 
but the fog rolls in here too. Inside, not outside. The galaxy beyond the window is clear, yet here, within this room, oh no, what room is it now? Perhaps the ballroom, as the ceiling is high, the room is spacious, I think. The fog rolls in. I stand at the top of the stairs. Yes, this is the great hall. The fog rolls in, and on its velvet surface walks that figure once more. I wave, but forget I don't have a body here. He can see me anyway. He walks closer, and closer, and closer. My hands reach for phones that are not here. Because it would be just like me to want to distract myself from the one thing that I actually want so badly and claim is all of our sacred duty. And that is to connect. To give ourselves, our attention, our hearts, to each other as honestly and fully as possible. How else will we remember? How else will we remember the truth? I can almost see him, but I have to blink. And if I blink, I'm afraid that I'll... Oh no, I blinked, and I opened my eyes, trapped in a cellar, white tiles all alone, no windows even for fog to creep in, all alone, trapped. I knock at the door, but as I run to open it, the door won't open. It's locked from the outside. <gasps> In the forest, I'm being chased by a horde of both hunters and beasts, but my leaves and branches that grow from my joints all over my body catch in the bushes, in the snow, the damp grass, running, chasing, fighting, all alone, no one joining me or running alongside me. From inside of a black hole, it's not the worst thing you can imagine, really, because time gets eaten up in there. Pain gets eaten up in there. The temporary body is eaten up and the part that is eternal can scatter across every inch of its awareness. And being spaghettified is perhaps one of the hardest things we can go through. And if you can imagine that the hardest thing you can go through is already something you are enduring with curiosity and grace, that just the act of being in a body and accepting with joy that the body is impermanent that we are artfully dying each day and are well into the rebirthing process too. And if I can somehow search my primal memory and feel that somehow, somewhere, is the truth that I am also the black hole itself. Eaten up the part me that reaches for my phone, picking bits of coin and flesh from my 
teeth Look back on who I was And see I never fully knew I wanted to know it with you Sinew pulls away from bone Hands push away the phone I wanted the power to up and fly But I don't think I can do it alone Blink myself into another world Where everything comes and goes Blink myself home with no coming and going And where I no eyes left to close A black hole has room For every little thing You can dream or imagine or see Imagine nothing That can turn everything Ashes fall on my vanishing face The fog rolls into this imagined place I wanted the strength to be seen and known But I don't think I can feel it alone Blink myself into another world Where everything is and is not Blink myself home where I no longer roam And where I have no brain left for thought Somewhere my cell phone is being spaghettified And I'm not around to care I'll sing in your ears from a different plane I'd find you anywhere Nothing to be afraid of, after all. I guess if there's one thing I've come to realize after 260 conversations, it's that. There's nothing to be afraid of, after all. Courage is important, I've heard wise men say. The fog has made its way out, my company along with it. 
the figure that I was certain absolutely saw and knew me entirely. Called him a him because the circumstances leading to my creative brain being what it is determined that I should call him that. But it is not right. That figure, that embodiment, that consciousness is not visible. Not from my bedroom window, the one that is and isn't being shredded to bits in a black hole currently. Not from my castle with its broken windows and celestial views from the towers, which is repairing itself as we speak, always. Not from cellar, nor forest, either. Wait, did I say tower? If I go there, if I stand in the place that broke me the most, the loneliest place in the world, I will stand firmly and smile at the incoming black hole because huh, I would know her anywhere. Hello, my kind and lovely friends, and thank you so much for joining me for episode 260 of On a Dark, Cold Night. I am your host, writer, narrator, black hole, composer, friend, Kristen Zaza. I hope you're staying well. I hope your world is treating you kindly. Sending warmest thank yous always to my patrons who support the show on a monthly basis on patreon.com. It means so much to me, and I'm always grateful. Thank you. Through my Patreon community, every supporter of $1 or more a month, U.S., can receive access to my complete soundtrack, while supporters of $5 or more a month, U.S., get that, a monthly tarot reading posted every full moon, and a weekly bonus meditation track. We actually just had a full moon last week. A lot of what I explored in that reading was inspiration for this episode, so if that's something that interests you, uh, Patreon is a great way to get a bit more of an in-depth look at where I'm coming from with this stuff, so you can learn more at patreon.com slash darkcoldnight. The bonus quick moment meditations are also available through a subscription to the Apple Podcasts channel, Sonar Plus, the Sonar Network's channel where for $3.99 a month you get those bonus episodes and other great Sonar Network content. If you search for On a Dark Cold Night or for the Sonar Network on Apple Podcasts, you can learn more. And if you'd like to donate one time only with no perks, you can buy me one or more metaphorical copies at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight, or you can also buy a t-shirt or hoodie at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. I would also really appreciate if you left a rating or a review for the podcast on iTunes, Facebook, Spotify, or wherever else you like to rate and review podcasts. Follow me on social media. I'm on Instagram at Dark Cold Night Podcast, Facebook and YouTube under On a Dark Cold Night, 
Blue Sky and TikTok at Kristen Zaza or on Twitter at A Dark Cold Night. Thank you very much for listening, my friends. Thank you for being present with me here. I think we can challenge ourselves to keep doing that. What else is life for, anyway? Lots of love to you. Take care, my friends. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.